0: <laughs> Taylor's Taylor's laugh sounds like a revving engine.
1: <laughs> sounds like all my past cars. Yeah, <laughs> <I know. laughs>
0: including your current one, the Fiesta.
1: No, my Fiesta's okay. but uh, Except yeah. when
0: the speaker goes...
1: No, it's just turned off now because it's completely dud. It's a dead dud. I
0: don't know. I just assume your car is like rat infested.
1: It's not, okay? I use it for work now, so...
0: I might... See, here's the thing. My dad came up with this great idea when it was so messy. I mean, it's still messy right now, but it was worse. thought there was rats in there. He's like, you should take a rat, a dead one, and like put it under a seat and see how long she would live with it under there.
1: This is when I basically lived out of my car. Like, I easily spent 10 plus hours in my car every week. Which makes it even
0: worse because it was way worse back then. Like, it (laughs) it was... bad. It was like, what is that guy from Sesame Street? The guy who lives Oscar in the garbage the can? the Yeah, that's you.
1: I'll accept that.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's start the show. Okay. We got a good one today. Larry. Hello, and welcome to the Strive Nation podcast, the podcast where we talk about the monotony of daily life. But hey, that's okay, because sometimes that's exactly what you need in this crazy world. My name is Corey Estrine, and always, I'm joined with my fiance, the one and only Taylor Huff. How are you doing tonight?
1: i'm good i'm feeling a little feisty
0: a little feisty
1: i've been really excited i've been really wanting to just tear into this topic yeah and i have not been able to go off on anyone about it so i'm like ready to go
0: yeah i gotta be careful with this topic because this topic gets me riled up yeah you know but before we get into it yes what are you drinking
1: I'm drinking a Diet Coke. Liar! Yes, I am! I lost my bendy straw inside of it, though. So, Oh, wait. Maybe not.
0: Yeah, so anyways, she goes, She goes. I'll just, uh, for my beverage of choice, I'll drink a Diet Coke. I'm like, you have, like, literally half a gulp left in that. She's like, it'll be fine. Yeah, she's trying to pull the wool over on you guys, and I'm protecting you. Hey, I'll now, tell you the truth.
1: There's, like... Two gulps in There's, there.
0: That's like barely anything. It's probably stale. It's probably like no, it's It's, not. it's probably flat, and it's diet, so it's even worse.
1: Whatever. <laughs> I need caffeine and aspartame to fuel me.
0: Yes. Well, I have a, a mystery drink as well.
1: It's it's not a mystery drink.
0: It's a Franken juice. I
1: named it Franken juice.
0: Yeah. It's it- uh, so I can't pop a top because it uh, it's in a glass, but. <laughs> It's uh, it's a lot of weird juices from 4th of July like mixed together. What's in here?
1: It's mango, lemonade, lime juice, piña colada juice, blackberry lemonade, and ice, and ice. <laughs> it's not
0: it's not too bad, but it was a good way to mix them all together, you know.
1: We only had a little bit of each left, so Franken juice. There you
0: go. There yeah. you go. Oh, man.
1: orange juice is in there too. Yeah,
0: orange juice. So there's five different juices.
1: There's two lemonades and three juices. I feel like I'm
0: all getting freaking, I feel like I'm going to get hydrated, but at the same time, like all of my nutrients.
1: <laughs> I don't think you get hydrated from juice, bro.
0: I do. I get hydrated from juice. Do you? Yeah. All that sugar.
1: Okay. Interesting. All that
0: sugar gets me hydrated.
1: Oh, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> He's over here just jonesing. Woo!
0: <laughs> Pause the show. Go get yourself some drinks right now. It's going to be a crazy, crazy one. Yes. Before we start the show, make sure that you go right now and follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Strive Nation Pod for all the coolest content on the internet. And for you visual people, head over to YouTube and smash the subscribe button and like every video to show that you care. But first, but first.
1: Up votes and down votes.
0: Up votes and down votes. Ladies first.
1: My up vote was for work we had our backstage live show at the Ryman uh, a couple weeks ago and it was really really fun it was a lot of work I was exhausted (laughs) Um, but it was really cool and we announced Daily Wire Plus and Jordan freaking Peterson is now part of Daily Wire
0: yeah it's freaking insane
1: if my company couldn't get any cooler it just did
0: that says a lot though when the daily wire plus comes out it's like we have all this and the only thing people like really scream over is jordan
1: peterson Jordan peterson. <laughs> like everything
0: else is nice but jordan peterson joins and everyone loses their minds
1: yeah because it's jordan peterson jordan
0: freaking peterson yeah the omega
1: so that's definitely my upvote.
0: yeah that was, it was super fun too it was a great event i got in free yes so it was nice it, it was great uh it was really cool i got to see all the the techniques and everything oh, and yeah. the lighting and and uh, all the
1: camera work
0: the cgi i'm just kidding there was no CGI. <laughs> cgi
1: but the camera
0: work and uh it was cool because all of the talent was there and even mm-hmm. talent that you didn't think was coming you know you candace yeah. came out you had dennis prager
1: Brett Cooper.
0: Uh, well, Brett Cooper wasn't sitting in the backstage, but she did oh. have a little a little speechy speech.
1: She did a little spiel. Yep. You had Georgia and John Lewis. Yep.
0: From and, Morning uh, Wire. And you had, uh, what, uh, Crane and Co. there. Mm-hmm. You had Gina Carano there. Yeah. Um, some of the actors is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I uh, met Crane and Co. Did you? Yeah, they came up to me.
1: Did they know you were my fiance?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Did you tell them? No. Oh, why didn't you tell them?
0: I do, I was wondering why they came up to me. I was like, they're like, hi, how you doing? And I was like, hi, I'm Corey. They're like, hi. And that was it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know what to say because they came up to me. Yeah. So.
1: Crane and Co, they're my boys. I love them. They're like the sweetest people. They're so nice. I love those guys.
0: Yeah. I didn't realize it at first, but they like.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, you should have told them you were my fiance. i be like, oh, my God.
0: Oh, my God.
1: They love me. I feed them food. Oh, and well, I bring them leftovers. You
0: feed everyone food. I do. But yeah, it was an awesome, awesome event. Lots of uh, spectacle to it.
1: Yes. Yeah. On to the next one. Well, uh, what's your upvote, sir?
0: Uh, it was uh, America's uh, 246th birthday or something yesterday. Oh,
1: <gasps> really? Yeah.
0: So I was super excited, and uh, I am so patriotic and American, and I'm am so privileged and honored to be an American. Wow. Yes.
1: That was beautiful. Thank you. You really just drove that home. Yeah, I
0: didn't even practice. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought of this right now. Yeah. I'm just yeah so happy to be in America. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> But it was cool. We went out. We uh, we had some some drinks. We went to Wild Horse Saloon, and uh, I got to watch Taylor dance from the side, because that's what I do when she dances. <laughs> and it was just nice, you know? Yeah. It was nice. Uh, I went to bed at nine. Didn't watch any fireworks at all.
1: You did not. Um,
0: yeah. I'm not a huge firework junkie like most people are. I'm like, I've seen one. I've seen them all. Mm. Um, so I was fine with it. But I was, man, that bed was nice. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> That Fourth of July sleeping in at nine, you know Mm -hmm. that was nice. That's all. That's what I can say. I
1: stayed up for fireworks, so can't relate to you.
0: Yes, and how were they?
1: They're good. Last year was better because there's more of them. Yeah, like last year, it was the 2020 fireworks and the 2021 fireworks.
0: Oh, I got you.
1: So last year was so many. I thought my heart was gonna explode out of my chest. This year was the normal amount, but still big. It's like one of the US's largest Fourth of July firework shows. So it was good. There's so many fireworks that debris was like raining down on me. So I had to come home and shower because I had firework dust. It was all loud, over me. I will
0: tell you that. It was very loud when it started. Oh yeah.
1: And it echoes off the building, so it's kinda cool. I like hearing it echo off all the buildings.
0: Yeah, yeah. And there was less people out this year too. Did you notice that?
1: So many less people. I'll
0: explain why. But what first, what <laughs> is your, uh, your downvote?
1: Okay, my downvote is I have this really random lower left-hand back pain. If anyone would like to elaborate and let me know what cancer I possibly have because my back hurts so bad... That'd be great. It's COVID. No, I just took a COVID test. <laughs> I was really nervous it was COVID because you had really bad back pain and your skin issue, whatever, when and COVID. Tender skin,
0: very tender skin. Yeah.
1: So I was like, oh shit, maybe I have COVID. I don't have COVID. So I don't know what it is, but it's been unbearable for about four days now where I'm taking an obscene amount of ibuprofen.
0: Yeah, I don't know what that is, man.
1: I don't know. It's really weird. I don't think I hit anything, but I found bruises on my body, so who knows?
0: Here's the thing. She's been finding bruises on her body, and she's having a hard time bending over right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a bad joke. You're funny. Hey, I, I, I just pointed it out that I'm just okay. saying. So, Anywho. Your back pain. <laughs>
1: I have back pain. Yeah. And I'm going to make Corey give me a massage later.
0: Well, there you go. That's how this story ends.
1: Yep. What's your downvote?
0: My downvote is modern feminist bitches. Oh, really? Yes. And that is why. That is why um, there was less people. Because people didn't want to celebrate the America's birthday on the 4th of July because it celebrates the patriarchy and racism and all the bad things. I That's will- why.
1: I, I really don't want to go on a rant because I know this is going to be a long episode. Yeah. But people saying, oh, my God, I don't feel very American right now because my rights were stripped away from me. And I'm going to wear black and rainbows and green because I'm celebrating everything but the 4th of July. Like, no one gives a shit.
0: Here's the other thing. Go cry you're, in a you're, corner. You're wearing black, rainbows, and green. That's all the fucking colors, just saying. I
1: know. I'm <laughs> like, cool. You're also wearing blue and red in that rainbow. <laughs> yeah. So.
0: Fucking idiot.
1: Joke's um, on you.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I just, I hate modern feminists. Like, it hates a strong word, but it's pretty close to that because no, they irritate the shit out of me.
1: I'll agree with you. It's gotten to a point where it's just absolutely ridiculous. The yeah. complaining and the, like, poor me shit i can't i can't deal with it anymore.
0: i'm to the point where i i will not i will not um affiliate or be friends with people that that dog on america like that like i can't do it
1: yeah like i'm not i'm not
0: interested if you hate it that much go live somewhere else and see how horrible it is
1: yeah and then come back here. and then come
0: back here crying actually don't come back just stay
1: yeah please don't come back i'm beginning (laughs) to
0: understand more and more why trump said go back to your home country to some certain people
1: yeah, or you know, fine, move to Canada.
0: Oh, speaking of that, you know he didn't he say that to Rashida to leave? You know, go back to wherever. Remember?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, did you know she had a thing in Minnesota? Did you see that? And everyone booed her for over a minute.
1: Yes, <laughs> that was
0: amazing. Yes, I was like she couldn't even speak. How much booing there was? How if you're Rashida Talib, how do you feel about that? I'd be so freaking upset. But then I'm also you
1: know. Well, Uh, don't be pro-choice, but then also go to a religious event and expect them to be cool with you killing babies. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. I don't know.
1: I think you deserve to get booed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. (laughs) So today. Yes. We we
0: have a very important topic.
1: Super important.
0: We are creating the Strive Nation Abortion Debate Guide for you. Yes. Because this is something we talk about a lot um, so much. It's it's one of my most passionate subjects. Something I probably know the mo- uh, one of the most about. Whenever mm-hmm. we talk about topics,
1: so Corey's really good at like thinking logically and then pointing out the flaws of the pro-choice argument. It's something that I've now just gotten fired up and heated about. But yeah, I think you're the best person at breaking down logically why. It doesn't make sense. Well,
0: I and I think part of it is because like you you posit a stance, right? Yeah. And you ask the question because it, it 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 asks questions. That's all that all that's all these these posits or arguments or stances ask. Yeah. You know, and you're just trying to get to the root of them because that's what logic dictates. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you um I believe this. Why do you believe this? Okay? And then and then you give another question. But then that brings up more questions and you mm-hmm. try to get to the root of it. Well, it turns out that at the root of these pro-choice arguments it's it's sitting on on cardboard there's nothing solid <laughs> there's no foundation yeah. to it yeah and that's that's the thing that irritates me cuz people start throwing out these arguments that are pure garbage mm-hmm. like they're just bad they yeah. don't make sense even like and then or they, they
1: change their argument they move the goal move goalposts move
0: goalposts yeah. they 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 throw out red herrings mm-hmm. um they strawman you all this stuff it's just it's constant moving goalposts
1: yeah, and I think it's definitely something that pro-life people get really frustrated with because it's how do you have a conversation with someone that is approaching a topic so emotionally versus logically. So that's why we really wanted to put this debate together. Yeah. Corey's destroyed one, to ten feminists with this argument. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's because... It's <laughs>
0: Well, this is what happens. So I'll talk with people and it's usually online because they won't have, especially progressives, will not have any conversation, any political conversation they won't have in person.
1: Yeah. Um, Even though you try to be like, hey, I'm really interested in just hearing, you know, tell me about why you believe this, want to be super cordial. I you
0: do you remember when I sh- I I tried to invite someone to show up in a bar and they they stood me up? Yeah. Do you remember that? I remember that. Yeah, I like I want to have these conversations in person because they're a lot better had in person, and you can get a person's um mannerisms, their mm-hmm. speech, their speech voice. pattern, their there's you know, humanity all that. to it, right? You're and more
1: inclined to treat each other with respect
0: in person, yes. Yeah. And you're willing to be open too if you're spending the time to listen to someone in person. Mm-hmm. You're more. You're going to be more open to what what they have to say. Whereas yeah. online, you, there's that disinhibition that happens where people just you say something and then they fire back, and it's kind of like this this random assess pit battleground where they're just throwing out things, seeing yeah. wh- seeing what sounds right, and so others can look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, the the goal should be you know learning something rather than exactly. rather than trying to be right. Yeah. So. But yeah, that is why we decided to create the abortion debate guide.
1: Yes, it's also great timing because we talked about a couple episodes ago about the potential leaked decision of Roe v. Wade, repeal of Roe v. Wade, excuse me. And we just found out that Roe v. Wade is appealed. It is not constitutional. So this is kind of good timing because literally everyone's talking about it right now.
0: Right. So first of all, like, let's step through what is Roe v. Wade.
1: So Roe v. Wade was a Supreme Court case in 1973. It was a lawsuit. So Jane Roe, she was an unmarried pregnant woman. She filed a suit on behalf of herself and other women in Texas to challenge their abortion laws. And then a Texas doctor joined her lawsuit as well, arguing that the state's abortion laws were way too vague for doctors to be able to follow it. And this doctor had previously been arrested for violating the statute. So at the time, abortion was completely illegal in Texas unless it was done to save the mother's life, so life-dangering events. Uh, and then it was a crime to get an abortion or to attempt one. So that is the main premise of what Roe v. Wade was, is a woman wanting to an abortion in Texas where it was completely illegal. So after the Supreme Court heard it, They came to two conclusions. So, they said in 1973 that the United States Constitution provided a fundamental right to privacy, which we're going to talk about a little bit today, that protected the person's right to choose whether to have an abortion. So, it's their right to privacy. They don't have to disclose that. They can choose what to do with their body, essentially. And then, um, but they also mentioned that the abortion right was not absolute, so that and that it must be balanced against government's interest in protecting health and prenatal life. So that's the basics basics of Roe v. Wade. Yeah,
0: so those last two statements are very important.
1: Super, super important. That was and that was part of the original Supreme Court decision. Back in 73.
0: And here's the other thing. So that, the, the last two statements you said there are probably a big reason why it was overturned as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's actually the fact that up. they had
0: to put that at the end of it tells you that it's not a constitutional right.
1: Yeah, it was more like them just justifying it, which, I mean, we're going to get.
0: Which obviously people, yeah.
1: All into. Right, we're going to get super <laughs> into this.
0: So let's start off with, um like, our history on our views on abortion, mm-hmm. what we think of it. Um, you've obviously changed dramatically over time.
1: Oh, for sure. I was always which is so funny because I remembered when I was in middle school, my there's a girl in my class that her church was doing this like pro life thing where you were like a red band and you were silent all day to be like to represent the children who are silenced because they were aborted. So back in middle school, I was smart enough to be pro-life. And then I went to high school and college. And I was always about of the mindset that I would never get an abortion. I can never do that. But I thought it was other people's choice. You know, do whatever you want with your body. I don't care, but I can never do it. And my position has greatly changed. I would say last three years, even more specifically, like the last two years, I've really come to terms with what my beliefs are. Yeah, because are. it's
0: been over time for you, for sure. Because, yeah. I mean, back when I first met you, you were so far on the left. And then slowly over time, eventually, you... Because you, even when you turned, even when, I don't want to say... I still
1: had a really hard time. Yes,
0: with the abortion specific. You wouldn't yeah. even watch these documentaries with me. You wouldn't do no, it. No,
1: I was really... Abortion was the one thing that I really, really, really struggled coming to terms with what my beliefs were for it. And I think it's because deep down, like, you know, what's morally right. You know what the right thing is. So we would have these conversations. And when you break it down logically, there is no way for me to argue my case. It was, I want to be, I want to sound nice. I want to be nice to people. That was what my argument boiled down to. But it's like, okay, am I being nice to those children that could have been born? and adopted and raised by wonderful families no am i like
0: (laughs) well and here's the other thing like i mean we'll get into this because yeah i already want to feel i feel tangents going off in one direction or the other direction all the time and um even like your your view though of like hey Mm -hmm. like i'm i'm technically my view on abortion is if you get it you're preventing some child from having a wonderful family but even the fact that it could be a horrible family. Even that. Like, yeah. The, yeah. So like, we'll talk about, uh, talk about we'll why. We'll talk that, about it.
1: But right. yeah, so my views have changed dramatically. Yeah,
0: because I, we couldn't talk about this.
1: Oh, no. This was like the last topic that I could talk about everything else besides this topic. I didn't want to get into it. And I've really finally come to terms. I've done my research.
0: Well, I knew it was going to happen eventually. I mean, you, you, I mean... Over time, there's only so much that you can, um, I mean, listening to Dave Rubin, even Dave Rubin, I mean, he keeps pulling back his statements oh, for to sure. the point where I don't even know why he is, I think he just, like, I'm not even sure why, because, yeah. like, you keep pulling it back over and over. Why are you even pulling it back? Is I it just the sack I think the-
1: if he was a female, he would have said he was pro-life already. Like, I think he's right on that edge, and because he can't put himself in those shoes, that's... has. That's the one thing that hasn't tipped him over.
0: I gotcha. I gotcha. In my
1: opinion. But yeah, so I'm very pro-life now, obviously.
0: <laughs> obviously, which is fun to say. It, it makes you feel good. It
1: does. Yeah. It does. Um, yeah.
0: Because here's the other thing is like the pro-choice technically, they really soften what it is when you call it choice, it's pro-choice.
1: pro-abortion. It's
0: pro-abortion, right? Yeah. It's pro. technically pro-death right? Like, that sounds horrible. There's even like, even in the positive outlook, pro-life outlook, it's a Mm -hmm. pro-life stance, like life, right? Yeah. So I just, I just think, I just had to point that out a little bit.
1: No, that's a, that's a good way of looking at it. My
0: stance has kind of changed over time. Um, It's easy to have a, have a kind of a nonchalant, very like, not aggressive, not strong stance when you don't really know what you believe, Mm -hmm. which is like, I feel like a lot of people who aren't engaged in 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 the philo- philosophy, politics, cu- cultural Yeah. they're not they don't really know. And that that was basically me. Like I went through all the way up into college not even thinking about it. Cuz I didn't have you to cuz I wasn't to. interested and I it didn't per, it didn't pertain to me. Exactly. And I went through college thinking a little bit about it, not a whole lot, but I always again, I went through college I did, I would say I did pretty good escaping the indoctrination of the left. Going yeah. to college? I, I was left in college, by the way. hmm So, um, because I was surrounded by people in the left, all the you time. You just
1: naturally are when I remember you're in I remember getting
0: in a very big argument with my father about trans rights at one time. Yeah, it was it man, we were yelling at each other. It was not good. <laughs> but in anyways, so I I mean I obviously left college and, and luckily enough I wasn't uh, blue pilled, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I, I well, I'm a generally illogical person, so even these things even if you get swayed one way or another way, eventually you find your roots. Yeah. But I started to get into politics and uh, the abortion topic was the first topic that really threw me into these philosophical thoughts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was by my sister, Ashley. Yeah. She sent me a Steven Crowder, change my mind on abortion.
1: hmm And that was
0: the first video I ever watched on this. And then I became obsessed. Yeah. I watched every other video. I've watched every video on Stephen Crowder's channel. I've watched every video on Jordan Peterson's channel. Mm-hmm. I got really, really big into Ben Shapiro yeah. and several other people. I mean, I just scoured the internet for interviews. Joe Rogan, all like a lot of stuff. So I've really come to a pro life stance because I think it's the only logical stance to have. Um, it's the it's the only argument that makes sense. Yeah, and you, if you boil it down and get to the root of these arguments, it's the only one that really, really holds water mm-hmm. because it's it's based purely off science. Yeah, and and, and science and logic obviously are meriting the two together.
1: Yeah, definitely. But
0: that's that's basically my view on abortion. I mm-hmm. kept trying to get Taylor to watch some of these videos, and we're going to watch them. A lot of these. Uh, yeah, I mean, these documentaries are harsh, and they're a little bit and they're scary, but it's 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 kind of like shocking, and and mm-hmm. it's meant to be shocking because it's something you terrible. know, terrifying, terrible and terrifying that you're watching.
1: Yeah. But yeah,
0: so this, this uh, guide is pretty cool. We're going to lay out some of the arguments um, on both sides, but mainly for the pro choice side and just give our debunks of them. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, obviously we're both coming from a pro-life side, so we yeah. don't really have to name out the the stance on pro on pro-life. That's we, what we're coming we're from. Bottles, yeah. Right. So the general, I'm I am going to lay out the general pro-life stance for you guys though. So it is a libertarian uh, point of view. The idea basically is that according to science, it's a living human being and therefore it it has basic human rights that are recognized by God. So that's what human rights are. They're supposed to be recognized by God, Mm -hmm. not granted by the government, but instead God. And that's the difference there. And a lot of people don't understand that.
1: Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness.
0: That being said, each human can do whatever they please as long as it doesn't involve harming another person physically or verbally through slander. So you can basically do anything as a human being as long as you're not infringing on other people's basic human rights.
1: Exactly. And that's
0: the reason why the... It comes to a pro-life because if you determine the um, the human being growing mm-hmm. inside the womb, a human being, if you if you feel like it's a life, a person, then that that then kicks in rights. the libertarian point of view. They have yeah. rights, so as a woman, you don't get to determine what happens with it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I mean, killing it straight up—that's harm. So you can't yeah. do it if you determine a life, and that's the line that's drawn. Yes. Do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about some of these?
1: Yeah. So let's start with. Because this will kind of help talk about how Roe v. Wade just got overturned and what that means. So the number one thing I think a lot of pro-choice people say is abortion is a constitutional right. It's my right to be able to make this decision. With the Supreme Court overturning this decision, they obviously decided it was not a constitutional right. And a main reason for that is you know abortion like you just said it is harming another person it's killing another person um so it's like one of the big that's one of the big arguments that abortion is not a constitutional right it's also not written in our constitution anywhere that you're allowed to have an abortion and people may say well you know back in 1776 they didn't know we had this medical capabilities and you know we should be adapting the constitution with time The Constitution has stood up for 246 plus years for a reason. It's a framework for us to work within. And the reality is, if the Democrats wanted the Supreme, if they wanted Roe v. Wade to stay in law, they could have ratified it. They could have put it to a vote. They could have made it as a new amendment, just like they did with the women's right to vote. That's what they did with, you know, giving black slaves the equal opportunities and equal rights of white men and other women. So they had the opportunity to ratify. They didn't. Why didn't they ratify?
0: Do they actually believe in it? That's the thing. That's the
1: thing. Like, do they actually believe in it?
0: I mean, because you see a lot of these people, like these politicians that straight up are saying, you know, I believe in the women's right, women's right. But then 10 years earlier... All of them are, are going back on that entirely. They're yeah, all, they're, exactly. none of them agree with abortion and and they completely go back on what they actually believe. And you can find like, there's numerous accounts of Joe Biden not believing in, in abortion.
1: Oh yeah, because they used to say it, it should be rare.
0: Safe, safe, legal, and rare.
1: Yeah, safe, legal, and rare. Rare. It is no longer rare. It is now women using it as their first form of, birth control which is obviously not ideal and traumatizing to your body but whatever
0: traumatizing your body and traumatizing to your mental
1: oh for sure for sure you
0: know i mean you're you're taking here's the thing is you're taking you're taking a woman's superpower away it's Mm -hmm. the one thing that they can do like they can create a human being with their body Yeah. No one else can do that. No. You know, it is a superpower. Like the fact that women can do that and have the nurturing capabilities to raise a child Mm -hmm. is insane, you know, and they, and women these days have been completely stripped of the idea that that's important. Yes. Like it's in now it's, it's not about that. It's more important to kill the child and preserve the idea that you can go to Hawaii on vacation, mm-hmm. or 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 not mess up your career. Or whatever that you can
1: live without responsibility. Live
0: without responsibility. Live without accountability.
1: Yes, exactly. Yep,
0: you can you can have sex as much as you want with as many guys as you want, and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Is that a good message to send to women, or is the fact that hey, I, I had sex with a man that I really care about, and I and I, I did have a child. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. the best idea at the time. But I'm going to do the responsible thing and care for the child. Yeah. And while I'm caring for this child, I'm going to go to college, too. And I'm going to work a job. Because mm-hmm. that happens.
1: It does women, happen. Women
0: does this all over the country. So yeah. that's the the idea of like it preventing women from achieving what they want to achieve. It, it pitfalls women. It says you can't do this. Exactly. When women historically have been able to accomplish crazy feats, oh, look for sure. what happened! Well, look what happened in the fifties when all the men went to war and women had to work, take care of the kids, take care of the house. They did it all, mm-hmm. and that is the strongest era, era of women we've ever had.
1: Oh, uh, absolutely, Arguably. arguably. Yeah.
0: So I don't think you're doing women any justice by telling them they can't do something and they're going to fail because they have a child mm-hmm. because they perform, you know, a superhuman power. Yeah. So that, that's basically where it comes down to. It's not in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. If they wanted it to be a constitutional right, they would have ratified it. They had exactly. 65 years to do so. Exactly. Um, and that's. I just don't think they be- actually believe that. I think it sounds good and it gets them re-election um, mm-hmm. and it gets them uh, women on board. Yeah. And uh, and through that, they can continue to indoctrinate women. They can continue to tell to tell people that, that trans rights will be affected by this as well when it has nothing to do with trans people. <laughs> trans people can have... What is it trans uh what is it trans um, males yeah they i they can't have babies, so well it's trans, or, wait it's
1: it's women God is, <laughs> me fucking Venn diagram, okay it's women who trans well okay, no either way, because women who transition to men into women who transition to a pure male so they would be a trans man they. Because they fuck up their bodies so bad with hormones and all these surgeries, I don't even know if they could have... They
0: probably couldn't.
1: I don't think they can even well, get pregnant.
0: Well, they would, but it might, the it child might be, be affected. It wouldn't be viable. Yeah. yeah, It wouldn't be a viable
1: be pregnancy. And then, obviously, men who transition into females, so trans women, obviously don't have reproductive organs and are not birthing babies.
0: Right. So, yeah, it's it's... I mean, it's just people freak out and they're like, they're taking away these rights that I have. They're also going to start taking away gay, gay marriage. They're going to take away trans rights. They're going to take away every, you know, they're going to bring back slavery. They'll, they come up with everything in the book that has nothing yeah. to do with abortion.
1: Exactly. And like, let's touch on that super quick, because that has come up a lot in these arguments that, you know, overturning Roe v. Wade is just the beginning. This is where we're going to get rid of. We're not going to have any rights anymore. Right. Like you just brought up gay marriage, um, interracial marriage, all of those things. So in the SCOTUS opinion, they talked, they address it several times that even though Roe v. Wade was the decision that laid the groundwork for gay marriage, interracial marriage and the right to contraceptives, that they would not overturn their decisions that they had for those cases and that those cases will not be affected at all from roe v Wade overturn being overturned so people are saying oh they did this now they're gonna you know get rid of interracial marriage we are not getting rid of interracial marriage people like that's ridiculous yeah,
0: yeah here's the thing about of the slavery in America cats out of the bag a little bit
1: yeah, like we're not getting rid of interracial <laughs> marriage. We are not getting rid of gay marriage. We are not getting r- rid of contraceptives. That would kind of defeat the purpose of how far we've come in medical advancements and why the need for abortions are not needed because we have so many access. We have so much access to contraceptives. So that has been a thing that has been talked about a ton. Clarence Thomas, who is on the court, We've done an episode on him, but in his documentary, that's all about his life and how he got He wrote to the Supreme Court. He put out his own decision that said that the courts shouldn't have ruled over those cases. So that's the gay marriage, interracial marriage, right to contraceptives. That Supreme Court never should have ruled over those and they should be overturned as well. He says that because he is a constitutionalist. He is like, if it's not right there. Doesn't need to be in there. Clarence Thomas is a black man married to a white woman. Obviously, we're not getting rid of interracial marriage. Let me just repeat that again. So he thinks they they should be overturned because it was never the Supreme Court's
0: right to decide That that goes against... His personal interest, right there. If that tells you anything, exactly. And that—that's not the point, anyways. It's like it's not preventing people. It, all they would be doing is technically pushing it back to states.
1: Exactly. These
0: all of these things, anyways, should be dec- uh, decided stateside.
1: Exactly. Because
0: in your local communities, that you want to live around people who also celebrate the same views that you have. Mm-hmm. The Constitution of the United States. The reason it is so good. Um, is is the probably, I mean, alongside the Bible, one of the most prolific and best doctrines that has ever been made mm-hmm. is because that it is all-encompassing. it exactly. doesn't it doesn't discriminate based on race or gender mm-hmm. or any anything. there there's nothing. It is all-encompassing. Man yeah. is everyone. Exactly. You know, respi- despite what people say, humankind or whatever. And yeah. and man is in hu- the word human. I don't care about all their craziness. Equal human rights. It's everyone. It's all
1: encompassing. Right. right.
0: They, they don't get into uh, discrimination based on a few uh, di- separate groups of people.
1: Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up about it going back to the States. So that was the whole thing about Roe v. Wade that I kind of forgot to touch on is it doesn't make abortion illegal. It says that each state has the ability now to create their own law around abortion. So if you're California, you're New York, you can have your crazy law about having abortion up to live birth. And then if you're a place like Texas, they have the heartbeat bill they just passed. Tennessee, we're going to have all abortion illegal here within a couple of weeks. We have a 30-day spring so it just allows all the states to be able to make their own decisions so if you really don't like that california lets you abort a baby at seven months you can move to a state that more aligns with your beliefs like texas or tennessee or florida wherever the case may be it's like if you're living in tennessee right now and you're like i don't agree with these laws you can move you can leave or you can just travel to another state where it's legal like weed and marijuana. That is not federally a thing. However, you can travel to Colorado and I guarantee a large amount of people who travel to Colorado are like, oh, it's legal here. I'm going to try some weed. Like,
0: right. Exactly. It's just
1: kicking it back to the States. Yeah. So even if Clarence had it his way and those three decisions would be overturned, which they will not be. It was mentioned several times. It would go back to the States. OK, so what state is going to overturn gay marriage? None. None are going to overturn interracial marriage. That's stupid. And we are not going to overturn the right to contraceptive because that prevents young people from having babies. And they should not be having babies.
0: Well, it helps. And it it it's, helps them it, be more accountable. It, look at this. It's it's a form of preventing uh, child care without killing something.
1: Exactly. How about that? Exactly.
0: That's a start.
1: It gives you more body autonomy without killing someone right so that's kind of you know abortion is constitutional right that goes along with women's reproductive rights you hear that a lot it's part of my reproductive rights it's not re- it's
0: not a real thing it's not reproductive all, <laughs> rights. <laughs> yeah it's not a real thing
1: reproductive um, rights is it's you a know, it's
0: a it's one of those slogans uh it's jargon that the left has made up it doesn't it doesn't actually even make sense
1: no, there. it doesn't, it doesn't sounds, mean anything. It sounds it good. It sounds
0: nice. Yeah, it sounds great, but it doesn't mean anything. It's
1: great marketing. What is
0: re- what is reproductive rights? Basically, reproductive rights is your ability to kill, kill another human being. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Reproductive rights to what? That's, to, you know.
1: When I think... When you I can do whatever you want. Reproductive you know? rights, I think, like, access to birth control. I think access to OBGYN doctors. I think... Access to it's not even.
0: Here's the other thing, though. It's why why is that considered a right? It's a it's. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why is that a considered? Oh, well, a right? yeah.
1: Even all of that healthcare
0: is not a right.
1: Yeah. All of that's not even considered. That's a what right, I'm saying. So. It's,
0: there's Even if you even if you brought that into it, it's not a right. Yeah. We we offer those things be, because people have invented and there's OBGYNs because it's a service they provide, mm-hmm. but it's not a right. You don't have a right. You didn't. You did not were not born into this world with a right to have reproductive rights. Yeah. Your body does something and there's consequences to that, mm-hmm. right? Like the fact that we have those are, are we're privileged to have those inventions over time. Yeah. It's, it's not a freaking right.
1: Yeah.
0: I People throw the word right on anything and assume it they deserve it. <laughs> it's a, it's a, like it's like a it's like a freaking it's it's some form of entitlement that people need to shake shake off.
1: Oh, yeah. My body, my choice. You can take that. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Well,
0: we've talked about it. We've talked about it <laughs> at length already. Um, so the, the thing with the My Body, My Choice is, is like there's this misconception that women believe or uh, I'm not going to even say women. I'm going to say feminist bitches believe that that so old white men want to control women's bodies. Yeah, this is a this is a logical fallacy it doesn't exist. There's not a human in existence that wants to control a woman's body
1: mm-hmm.
0: unless they're crazy. And, you know, like Jeff Dahmer or something. But
1: Jeff no Dahmer, man, he was.
0: Well, he's into men. So I would say um, the, he, wrong murderer. Well, who, who's, who's a serial killer that liked women? I don't even know. I'm not into serial killers. So. Either way,
1: either way. Ed Gein.
0: Yeah, but he he skinned them.
1: Yeah. And okay. Made lamps. Off topic. Okay. Back on topic. Yes.
0: So anyways, he, men do not care about women's bodies, trust me. We have no no inclination to control women's body. The only mm-hmm. thing we care about is the body inside a woman's body. Yeah. Separate DNA growing inside them. Yes. You can't tell me there's a woman that when she feels uh the the child inside her kick the wall, the wall of her stomach, she doesn't go, "Oh, I kicked myself." no that doesn't happen she calls it oh the baby's kicking yeah so and then they won't tell you it's a baby because then it goes against everything they believe Mm -hmm. it's a lot of like again moving the goalposts with this this subject the subject matter but the whole my body my choice i don't care what you do with your body if you don't have kid and you can you can Cut out all your organs for all I care. You can do whatever
1: you want. I don't yeah.
0: care. The problem is that there's a separate living human being with separate DNA, mm-hmm. fingers, toes, the whole like even a, even a heartbeat, a heartbeat at five six weeks. Mm-hmm. That's my problem. You're
1: infringing on that person's
0: right. They have a right, right to to live, and you don't get to decide whether they live or die. Yeah.
1: So I would never get one, but I support other people getting abortions.
0: Yeah. So this is this is always fun when when people say that, because it kind of throws it. It tells you right in the statement why you you incline that it's a negative thing. Yeah, I would never get one. But I support people. Why would you never get one? Ask yourself why you would never get one. Mm -hmm. You ask these women is like, is like, I want to support other people who can get them. But if I had a child, why, why, why wouldn't you get one? Explain to me why you wouldn't get
1: one. Yeah. Because to you come down to the fact that it's morally wrong.
0: It's morally wrong. Right. Yeah. It's morally wrong. It is your child. You can never do this to your own child. Mm-hmm. That is why.
1: Exactly. But
0: you support other people being able to do it. And the, you know what's really funny about this? A woman who says that, I would never get one, but I support other people can get them. They're saying this to other people who hold the same attitude. I would never do it, but I, I support people. You're saying this about each other. What yeah. does that tell you? Everyone's saying this. Mm-hmm. It's just why are we not talking about the negative connotation that some of these statements have?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't understand that one. <laughs> um, a lot of them are financial reasons. So mm-hmm. um, these are the some of the most um, ridiculous ones because it's a complete lacking of uh, responsibility, accountability with yeah. your body. Um, I can't afford to have a baby. Then don't have sex.
1: Yeah, or Um, not mentally ready to take care of someone else. Yeah,
0: then uh, here's the other thing. You're not mentally ready to take care of someone else, but you're mentally ready to have random sex with people.
1: Yeah, you don't even have to put the random in there. You can just say have sex.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're having sex with people then. Exactly. So
1: and it's like the whole, well, I want to travel more before I have kids. I want to go to school before I have kids. It cu- boils down to if you are going to do an adult action, you have to deal with the adult outcome, right? Which is pregnancy. The
0: consequences. Yeah,
1: the consequences. Which it's it's really funny to look at. I'm fr- I obviously have a bunch of people on my social media that are very woke and left leaning, and I'm part of some uh, different Facebook groups trying to make friends and like. of the people are really left and really woke. And right now, all of my social media is girls talking about, hey, this doctor will help you get your tubes tied if you want it. It's covered by insurance. I'm on so-and-so birth control. It's free and lasts up to five years. If you're looking for a different a way to track your periods to better gauge when you could possibly get pregnant here's a period tracker this is how you should do it so women are all of a sudden now taking on the responsibility of being accountable for their bodies and being proactive in what their bodies can do I and they're like oh now because of these laws I have to do this I'm like so now you're going to have birth control. Why don't you just get on birth control to begin with?
0: Right. Why weren't you, uh, why weren't you holding yourself accountable for these actions before? Now you're holding ac- yourself accountable because the government's taking away your right to kill a baby. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any it sense just, to me at all.
1: It seems so odd to me that before I didn't give a shit because I could just kill a baby as plan A- and now your plan B is to get on birth control. Like that should be swapped.
0: Your your plan B is the responsible thing in, in and in service you're you're spending. Here's the other thing. Having an abortion is far more traumatic and far more costly mm-hmm. than just doing what the, the, the plan B. Yeah. Any of the plan B. Any of the contraceptives. You know? Exactly.
1: Um, That's the I can't afford to have a baby right now. Like you can shell out five hundred dollars. To get an abortion, but you couldn't pay the fifty dollars to get Plan B.
0: Or just wear a condom.
1: Or you could have just used any variety of free Anything. birth control. Birth control is free. You can go to Planned Parenthood and you can get birth control. You can go to your doctor and get free birth control. You can go to an on campus nurse in school, even in your fire in high school, and get some kind of birth control. Contraceptives are free you can join was it mypill.com and get access to free birth control and they'll ship it to you i have a rod in my arm that lets me do whatever i want for five years and it's 99.6 percent effective yeah there's just it's there's no it gets me heated there's no there's it's free birth control birth control is free in america well it's not costly
0: That's what that's the problem with a lot of these these arguments is that they all of the arguments stem from the the desire not to be held accountable for anything. Mm -hmm. Like they just want to have sex whenever they want. They want to be able to do whatever they want, whenever without any consequences at all. I'm like, I'm sorry, the world doesn't operate like that. You do things and they have consequences. Yeah. And it's your job, if you're going to commit something, if you're going to do something, if you're going to act on something, you better be a, better be ready to deal with whatever consequences that befall mm-hmm.
1: you. I think a great example of this is like when people get DUIs, we don't say they're the victim, it's, oh, you made the adult decision to drink alcohol, and then you made the illegal decision to get in your car and drive. That was irresponsible. These are the consequences you have to deal with. Yeah,
0: that's a great, that's a great uh, analogy.
1: Yeah, but it was an adult activity you wanted to do. That's fine. That's great. You're more than welcome to do that. But the adult action afterwards would have been to have someone come pick you up. To. Hell, sleep in your car. I've done that yeah, more than enough times. sleep
0: at the times. place that you're staying, whatever. Take and
1: get a rideshare, have a taxi. If you live in small town, they've got tavern clubs that will come pick you up for free and take you home.
0: And here's the other thing. If you didn't want to do any of those things, don't drink. How about that? Exactly.
1: Yeah. And if you needed to drive home that night, okay, you knew I can't drink because I have to drive home tonight. It's the same thing with the sex. You know, I don't want a baby, so I'm going to use contraceptives or I don't want a baby, so I'm going to abstain from sex. Well, and I don't want yeah, a baby, so right. I'm going to track my period to make sure I'm not ovulating.
0: Right. And here's the other thing is, is even if, even if you use contraceptives, okay, it's not 100% nothing is right. Yeah. You better be prepared to realize that the primary function of sex is to procreate. Yeah. That is why it feels good. It's not just there, okay? <laughs> it is so that we want to procreate and continue our species. Yeah. If you have sex and even if you use contraceptives and you get pregnant, it is still a consequence of having sex and you exactly. real, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't yeah. give you the right to kill it because you because you made a mistake or the condom broke or whatever the deal is, mm-hmm. you still have to deal with that consequence. Even if here's the other thing, is even if you put it up for adoption, you don't have to have, you don't have to raise the child or anything. Yeah. It is still allowing the child to live and you don't get to decide. Exactly. Whether it lives or dies.
1: Yeah. There's not, did you know that I can't even find stats on failed birth control that have resulted in abortion? It's so minuscule. I can't even find a stat on it. Yeah. I looked everywhere.
0: Yeah. It's. it's I can't
1: even find a zero, zero, like, I don't even know. They what.
0: probably, because it probably, yeah, it probably doesn't, uh. It's a stat that they wouldn't want anyways, like to, for people to know, you know, being solo.
1: Well, yeah. Cause it's so minuscule. It doesn't matter. It's right. like, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter.
0: Right. So, so all, all these things, um, but the general consensus with this is that it comes down to what you believe is human life is where you draw the line. Mm-hmm. Um, the most logical line from a pro-life point of view is conception because there is no consistent line. Yeah. People will say, like, okay, what's the difference between a baby, like, oh, they'll they'll say, um, eight months. So baby in the womb, eight months. Is there any difference in that baby at eight months in the stomach between mm-hmm. being out of the womb or in the womb? Let's say that you had a what, a preemie, right? And mm-hmm. they and they come out.
1: Completely viable. So that preemie
0: is viable outside the womb.
1: Mm-hmm. Is it
0: now more important because you're not allowed to kill it because it's outside the womb? What about the one at eight months that's still inside the womb? Exactly. Are there any differences there? Yeah but one you get to kill because it's in the woman, one you don't because mm-hmm. of location. Okay, here's another thing. Okay, so what happens if we kill babies? We ha- we set a line. Let's say we say six months, okay? We say six months is the line. You can't kill a baby after six months, but before months is all fine, okay? Mm-hmm. Is anything different from that baby five months and 29 days or six months and three days, right? Yeah. But also based on location. So what happens if technology in one area... Is better than another area, mm-hmm. right? When one area of the world technology might have saved a child or had it come out earlier, in another world that doesn't. Are those babies equal, or are they different because the loca- because the technology in-, in those locations are different? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, what happens in the future when
1: as technology advances? As technology
0: advances, does our idea of what's important and what is a human life changes because our technology changes, or was it the same all the time? Yeah, these are the things that we have to decide. Mm-hmm. from the pro- pro-life argument it doesn't matter what time yeah it doesn't matter what day 100 years ago 500 years from now uh it'll still be a baby at at, at when it when it's in the womb you know mm-hmm. if you if you determine oh it's a it's a zygote and then it's a and then it's a it's an <laughs> embryo and then it's a zygote and then what does it turn into and then it turns into a fetus right yeah it's okay a clump of cells. okay tell me what that stage is right yeah. tell me what that stage is and then they'll go oh whatever it's determined well, the National Library of Medicine determined that at, at three weeks they, be, they that it turns into a, a baby at three weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm perfectly comfortable with that. Why don't we make the line um, at heartbeat? So when you determine it uh, a baby or when it's a baby at three weeks, okay, we only, are you comfortable with making the line three weeks? They'll say no though, mm-hmm. right? Because it's not about that line.
1: Yeah, because then... So the argument to that you'll hear a lot is you will say, oh, how about three weeks or how about a heartbeat bill? And they say... Well, women don't even realize that they've missed their period until like week four or some women don't realize that they're pregnant until two months in. I think that's on you for not being responsible of keeping track of your body. Well,
0: yeah, my thing is if you're pregnant for two months and you have no idea, you got a bigger problem.
1: Like it does happen.
0: Oh, like, sure it does. But even then, go back to you have these fringe scenarios. You have to You be have aware. a baby. Be, you better be prepared to have the consequences. I'm sorry. You had sex. You had yeah. unprotected sex. Even if you didn't have unprotected sex, there's a consequence there, right? Yeah. Doesn't absolve you the right to have a child because, because it's inconveniencing you, mm-hmm. you know? And, it, and and people say, oh, because you're a man, would this? you wouldn't say this if you were the woman had to. No, that's exactly what I'm telling you. <laughs> like, if I'm having, okay, if I'm having sex, right? And Taylor decides to have the kid, mm-hmm. I'm not absolved of my child support it's still my child right absolutely that's what i'm saying is uh, like i'm not absolved of the consequences of my decisions yeah no one should be
1: and i think i think this is something really important to touch on too we talk so heavily in the u.s about consent the past like i would say five eight like five to ten years i've been out of high school that long so we have talked in the U.S. hugely about consent and how you should be giving verbal consent and how you should be talking to your potential partner about what consent looks like for you and STDs and all these things. Why are we not also teaching young people to also have a conversation about contraceptives? Like a guy being like, hey, you, we're already making them ask about consent. Why are we not being like, hey, just so you know, like, this is the birth control I'm on, blah, blah, blah. Or the guy being like, are you on birth control? I'm also going to use a condom. Like, we don't have, we don't incentivize young people to have those kind of conversations because, like, it's uncomfortable to talk about. Well, consent used to be really uncomfy to talk about and really unsexy. And then the past 10 years, now everyone talks about consent literally all the time. Like, why are we not talking about contraceptives like consent or yeah. why are we not? And I think that would help too a lot with this whole like hookup culture and, you know, people just doing like whatever they want willy nilly with their bodies. I'm not judging you for sleeping with a whole bunch of people like your body, not my prerogative. But if you are being a little bit. If you're having these conversations with a potential partner and being like, hey, just so you know, I'm not on birth control, we can use a condom, but here's are the risks associated. I think that would narrow down who you're sleeping with and you would take it a little bit more seriously.
0: Well, not just that. It's like uh, people are having sex less anyways, as it is. (sighs) Yeah. Like uh, abortions have been going down because men aren't having sex.
1: No one's having sex. No
0: one's having sex. Yeah. You know, men are even masturbating less. Mm -hmm. Like, how depressing is that? Younger,
1: yeah, younger generations are, they make less dangerous decisions, which is including sex and masturbation, all that. But I just think if we talked about it in a different manner, like how we turned the head on consent and kind of really glorified talking about it and praising people for talking about it, if we did that with contraceptives and the consequences of sex, I think that could be like a really positive thing.
0: Well, I just think we have to uh, empower people, both men and women, Empowered. to be responsible.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great way that's of do That's the big it. thing,
0: is empower people to be responsible. That fixes all of these issues. Oh, for sure. Another one is, uh, obviously people, um, what they'll do is they like to uh, use the exception to prove the rule. They mm-hmm. will They will talk about uh, rape and incest and use rape and incest. But So if we don't have... Abortion rights. What about the woman who is raped or mm-hmm. or there's incest? Then um, they like to do that. It's less than three percent that 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 this happens.
1: Yeah, um, uh, people also use the excuse of, you know, what if the woman's health? We're killing women because we're not letting them have access to these procedures, all that kind of thing.
0: Three less than three percent is rape, incest, and uh, and uh, fatal health of the mother, right? Yes, less so than three. I
1: have stats and it's very generous. Like this is me also like padding these stats up from what they actually are. So 97% of abortions are for non life-threatening reasons. It's socioeconomic, it's mental physical health that is not life-endangering and it's convenience based. So those are all looped in together. I have um, two different stats. So I have Florida from 2021. These women gave absolutely no reason was 74%. So 74% of abortions
0: convenience last then. year,
1: no reason was given. So most likely convenience based, yep. right? 22% was socio and economic. So... Convenience. Again, that's just another way of saying convenience. Well, we're up
0: to 96% right there. Yeah,
1: I socially want to like go be a college kid and have a good time. And then economically, I'm a 20-year-old and I can't afford to have a baby. So that's looped in there. Then the physical not life endangering to the mother is 0.02%. Not even a full percent for physical but not life endangering to the mother. Life endangering, physically life endangering to the mother is 0.001%. And I rounded up. Serious fetal defect is 0.001%. And then incest and rape combined was 0.001%.
0: And that's for Florida specifically?
1: That was for Florida specifically last year.
0: Yeah, and Florida has, uh, what, more abortions than some other states, too.
1: Yeah, they just passed a law about two months ago. But up until then, abortion was legal.
0: Yeah, so it's very interesting. But yes, so people like to go, what about rape and incest? So you talk to them, right, about the rape and incest. You'd be like, okay, I completely agree with you. It's horrible that these women were were raped. I understand that there's life-threatening conditions that women have that that why they need abortions let's say we we approve those as exceptions yeah and we outlaw all the rest would you be fine with uh, outlawing all the rest and they will tell you no well then why did you bring it up in the first place because what we do is we don't we don't use the exceptions to prove the rules Mm -hmm. we don't legislate to the one percent we legislate to the masses
1: exactly in most of the legislation for abortion majority of all the laws allow women to have abortions if it's life-endangering and for rape and incest right majority of the state's laws all say you can have an abortion under these three different uh criteria yeah life-endangering rape and incest why don't
0: you talk about the the what everyone is fearing about how women's uh um, scraping the uterine roll yes. and why don't we talk about that a little bit because uh, like the difference between abortion and uh, and the procedures and that medical are done treatments right. yes
1: so if you are on social media you see all of the posts talking about how women are going to die because these medical procedures they're not gonna be able to have anymore because they are labeled as abortions abortions were developed based off of medical treatments that we're already in place to treat women's health. So for treatments for atopic pregnancy, for septic uterus, for miscarriages, those are all treated with not abortion. It's a treatment that is similar to abortion. It is not an abortion. A woman who has an atopic pregnancy and has to have a treatment done to to rid the baby's body of her body it's not abortion
0: the main difference between abortion and these procedures abortion is the only procedure that that is doing something to end the life of another
1: exactly yeah that's a great way of putting it
0: these other procedures do not end the life the life has already been taken or has died
1: the baby is already
0: dead when these procedures are happening
1: exactly that's the biggest thing that's difference between these procedures and abortions is these procedures are not abortions. They are not done to just rid the body of the baby.
0: It's elective. Abortion yeah, is an elective procedure. Ob- exactly. A- the abortion is there is nothing wrong with you,
1: and it's and you're choosing to intentionally do this. Yes,
0: that's what an no abortion is.
1: Woman intentionally gets septic uterus and has to have their baby removed. Like right. no, no woman is being like, oh, let me go get a septic uterus. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is not a thing. Right. That is 1000% not a thing. There was this quote from this doctor that I really liked. So he said, in 30 plus years of delivering babies, he had never had to intentionally kill a fetus to save a mother. So that's something that people, women talk about all the time is. You know, sometimes you have to have an abortion to save the mother. You have to have an abortion to save the mother. Again, those treatments are not considered abortions. Similar to abortion, yes. Not an abortion. Not convenience-based. They are not elected surgeries. They have to have them or they will die.
0: Another, another thing that I think is, is, is more red herring than anything, I don't think it has anything to do with anything, is uh, women talking about this decision and people talking about this decision as old white men deciding women's rights. It's the old patriarchy argument. <laughs> Yes, this is super irritating, because it doesn't make any sense at all. Old white men deciding women's rights, like always, first of all, um, I believe uh, old white men are the women are the ones who gave the right to vote to women in Congress. Why would they do that if they were oppressing them? Why would white men um, such as uh, Dr. Carl Gerasi in the late 40s come up with the the pill?
1: Mm -hmm. He wouldn't have
0: done that if he wanted to oppress women taking care of the kids, staying in the house. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have done any of this if, it, if he was oppressing them.
1: Exactly. It gave um, women more freedom.
0: Right. The, all of these inventions are giving women more freedoms. Dr. Earl Haas patented the first modern tampon in 1931. He wouldn't have come up with that because uh, uh, these modern inventions are giving women more freedoms to be in the workplace and mm-hmm. take care of kids. Exactly, That was also a man obviously the the right to vote in 1920 that was ratified, that was passed by congress mm-hmm. congress that was majority uh men in at the time mm-hmm. and also remember that women didn't want the right to vote at that time a lot of them yeah because w- having the right to vote also meant that you had to go to war and they didn't also not, then want had, civil you
1: had civil responsibilities civil
0: responsibilities exactly yeah. right so they didn't want the responsibility of having they thought it was a man's game
1: mm-hmm. we also now have the most diverse supreme court than we've ever had Yeah, our Supreme Court currently. Yeah, so women on there, there's people of color on there.
0: Yeah, people say that we're uh, that that our Supreme Court is very racist and sexist and everything.
1: It's the most diverse one we've ever had. The people
0: who created Roe v. Wade in the first was was uh, what all men? I think it was
1: all men.
0: It was all men. And yeah. I, mean, was it, uh, yeah. I think it
1: might have been all white men. It was all
0: white men. Yeah, actually. Yeah. So you're not upset that they made it, <laughs> but you're upset that uh, now you're saying they're all racist when they take it down. So would you have a problem? Would you have a problem if they didn't overturn Roe v. Wade now, even though it's still all men making decisions for you? Yeah. Would You wouldn't have a problem then, but you only have a problem when they do something you don't like. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense.
1: Exactly. Oh, that's a great thing to talk about, too, is RBG... Everyone brings up Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She did not agree with the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision. She thought it was not the court's responsibility and it was unconstitutional for them to rule on it.
0: Yeah, because it was a bad law.
1: Exactly. She yeah. she obviously liked the outcome. She was for p- women having abortions, but she said that the Supreme Court never should have ruled on it. So that's also something people bring up, Ruth Bader frequently and then they don't realize that she's actually not for the original decision and if she had been on the court present day she probably would have overturned
0: yeah yeah some we have some other uh interesting facts too that uh are pretty interesting when you when you compare them to how the culture and the climate is right now Mm -hmm. 57 percent of abortions are from women in their 20s literally from the age of 20 to 29 yeah more than half of all abortions are in that demographic Exactly. When, when these kids and these people are, are crazy going around with pictures, of, holding up pictures of vaginas and and painting their crotches red and <laughs> taping babies to their hands and yeah. and screaming about how oppressed they are, less than 8% of uh, abortions happen uh, with, with Ni- people under the age of 19. Exactly. So it's not majority of people that no. are doing this in their teens. Or
1: the, the whole argument of we're forcing kids to have kids not true it's like you said less than eight percent is 19 and under right it's all 20s yeah it's and all it, i want to party i want to have fun yeah it
0: drops heavily off uh, of uh, in people in the 30s and then uh correspondingly in the 40s as well it drops off heavily yeah because if you're if you have if you get pregnant in the later those ages i mean people are more responsible they're more logical mm-hmm. um they understand the situation better they're less likely to have an abortion at that age yeah another interesting fact in twenty eighteen approximately thirty one percent of all pregnancies in New york city um excluding spontaneous miscarriages ended in abortion that was from the c d c thirty one percent
1: of all pregnancies in New York Yep. that's insane. It's like
0: the you know like like think about the the one I gave you the other day about the washington d c fifty one percent yeah of uh, all uh, pregnancies in D.C. specifically end in abortion, right? 51 mm-hmm. percent.
1: That's half, over half.
0: Half of the pregnancies in Washington, D.C. end with abortion.
1: That's insane.
0: You got to be kidding me.
1: Insane. That's so scary. That's so sad to think about. If I think about it too long, I'm going to cry. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, it is also really important because people are saying that limiting abortion is racist. Um, We should talk about uh, Margaret Sanger and why Planned Parenthood was created in the first place.
1: Yes. So Margaret Sanger, she created Planned Parenthood in 1921, and she was actually a racist and created Planned Parenthood. She was a eugenicist. She was a eugenicist. So she created Planned Parenthood and specifically put them in black and Hispanic communities because she thought they were unfit of having children. And she wanted to rid the world of the non-Aryan race. Yeah,
0: quote from Margaret Sanger is, we do not want word to get out that we want to exterminate the Negro population.
1: So after she created Planned Parenthood in 1921, From 1939 to 1942, she led what was the Negro Project. So she said it was an initiative to combat poverty among Southern blacks by providing family planning, education, access to birth control and contraceptives. What she did was she partnered with black ministers because at that time families were still extremely nuclear and everyone went to church and that's just what you did so she partnered with ministers and got them to talk about Planned Parenthood and the Negro Project and how she wants to help all these communities. And it was a way for her to hide what her true motives were, were that she did not want them having children. She said that she wanted to apply a stern and rigid policy of sterilization an effort to ensure the country against further burdens of maintenance for n- numerous offsprings as maybe born of feeble-minded parents. So in that, she included immigrants, um, anyone that was physically or mentally disabled, people who were in poverty, stupid, and then the black community. And she also partnered with Ku Klux Klan members to further push her agenda in Planned Parenthood.
0: Yeah, so she is patently a horrible human being.
1: And we should remind everyone that... The people, most of the people, majority of the people of the Ku Klux Klan were also part of the Democratic Party.
0: Yes, uh, yes. A lot of this. Same thing with uh, slavery. Mm -hmm. Um, Democrats did not want it to end. Yeah. And Republicans historically ended slavery.
1: Exactly. And so Margaret Sanger also helped push what was for sterilization among black women in the South. And it became so common. It was known as the Mississippi ependectomies. So yeah, those were playing Parenthood came from. So it's not really a great organization to support.
0: No, it, it began with, uh, I mean, it's racist, first of all. But, it, oh, uh,
1: straight up racist. And
0: uh, don't think that they're also not making money off people getting abortions.
1: Um, oh, 1000%. Technically,
0: the, the joke I always like to make is if... Uh, if it is supposed to, if they are providing a service, they should be able to provide the service free of charge and not make a single dime. They can throw up their abortion clinics all over the United States. Mm-hmm. They are not allowed to make any dimes off of it. Yeah. Then then you would have a lot of under um, like black you, market underground shit going on. Yeah. But- uh, Like not
1: paying the doctors who perform these nothing. procedures. Yep. And the it's nurses. all a service.
0: It's like a nonprofit.
1: Yeah. Well, no, they are a nonprofit. I think Planned Parenthood is technically a non-profit. Well,
0: no, because they make a lot of money off abortion.
1: No, they do make a lot of money. And that's (laughs) the thing. They provide free birth control, and then they charge $500 an abortion.
0: Right. Yeah, that's that's how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite horrible.
1: I feel like we covered most of the, you know terrible arguments that the pro-choice community yeah, I mean, has. The, and then
0: there there is a lot more. Um there're just so many to It's go, all just different by.
1: versions of like the same ten statements. yep <laughs> It's the same
0: version and what happens is if you break them down and you and you just add and you and you walk through them logically, they'll always bow out. They'll just be they'll they'll end up saying, "Well, um we're just not going to talk about this anymore." Or yeah. um you know, I'm not comfortable speaking on that. Well, you're not comfortable because I'm asking you difficult questions and which mm-hmm. you have you know what the answer is, but you're not willing to say it because it's upsetting.
1: Exactly. Oh, this was something we forgot to talk about. So we found a Gallup poll that asked people about how they felt about abortions for first, second, and third trimester. Because that's what you typically run into with people who are oh. pro-choice, right? They you ask them where do you draw the line? And they can't draw the line. And then when you start asking them questions about the different trimesters, you see all of a sudden, you're like, Okay, well, how do you feel? How do you feel about abortion up to birth? And they say, Oh my gosh, well, no, obviously not that. Like it I'm talking about non crazy left woke people. I'm talking about very like just normal human beings. And they'd be like, Well, no, I don't support that. And then it goes to, well, how about the second trimester? You know, when someone's at five, six months. And then women go, or people go, Well, I don't know. I don't think I really support that. Then you go to the first trimester, and that's where most people think you should be able to have abortion. So
0: And then you pull out a fetal chart and then the answer gets smaller and smaller and yeah, smaller. The
1: answer gets smaller and smaller until it ends up being no abortions. So um wanted to reference this because I think this is great. So, this is also as of May 2nd of this year. So, very recent poll. So, in the first three months of pregnancy, people 67% of people say it should be legal. So, that's over half. Then you go to the second trimester and it drops to 36%. So, it drops almost in half. Basically half. Yep. From first trimester to second trimester. Then you go to last three months of pregnancy and it drops to 20%. Yeah.
0: And here's the other thing. So like even these stats are a little bit misleading because most of these people, they aren't confronted with the actual subject itself. Yeah. So when you talk to people like according to uh, even according to Gallup, okay, if you take the Gallup polls, 55% of people, right, people in general believe Mm -hmm. that um, abortion should be legal. 45%, right? It's like 55% pro-choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and and 45% pro-life. Yeah. When you break the pro-choice side down, so pro-life, all 100% of those 45% people that all are pro-life same. are all on the exact same position where it's life no matter what, regardless. Mm-hmm. Okay? When you break down the pro-choice side, that 55%, majority of those people that are the 55% pro choice they, they start to back back up, um, walk back their arguments yeah. because they say, oh, abortion at all times. OK, well, what about um, you're looking at 67 percent of people in the first three months? OK. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're fine with abortions the first three months. As the time goes on, it gets less and less and less. You pull out a fetal chart. All those people walk it back all the way up until a heartbeat. Yeah. I mean, some people even walk it back until there's a little bit of movement, mm-hmm. until little tiny fingers, whatever. Yeah. Right? Most people you will see are common sense people where if they see a child and they recognize it as a child, mm-hmm. it's completely the our, the pro-choice uh, stance falls apart entirely. Yeah. So it's really not 55% of people believe. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot less than that. Yeah. I think it, I think when you confront them, most of them fall apart.
1: Usually. And I think that's, again, that is the great thing about Roe v. Wade being overturned. You can find a state that has the exact same abortion views as you. If you think a baby should be aborted at eight months, great. California is then the state for you. Or you can drive to California and have your abortion there. If you are pro-life and don't agree with that, Perfect. There's a state for you. It's called Tennessee. We have too many people here, but we'll take you anyways. Yeah. So that is just the, that's going back to the whole reason why Roe v. Wade being overturned was so important is each state now gets to decide. And which that's even more important for you on a local level is that we vote in our local governments. Our, like, president, yes, has an impact on our lives, clearly. Joe Biden's been a hot mess, and we've all felt the pain of inflation and gas prices. But what affects us more and significantly is our local courts, our governors, our mayors. And so by having, letting them be able to have the people that are creating these laws, your voice now matters more when you go to vo- vote for a new governor or when you get to vote for a new mayor. That's the important thing. Yeah. Federal republics are awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: that's how you argue your side, and and you can get even more in depth with a lot of it, pulling mm-hmm. like pulling even pulling out fetal charts. You know, the, the, a lot of people say like it's not a living being. What makes a human being? Because we didn't even talk about that.
1: Oh, we did. Like no. we didn't.
0: Even, what do you? What is it even determines a human being for you? Mm-hmm. Is it consciousness? Because you have people that get in comas. Are they
1: living human beings? Yeah.
0: Do you get to kill them because they're in a coma? I mean, to be consistent, you would say yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which is terrible. You know,
0: is it sentience that determines a human being? That's what I'm saying. You have to to make these judgment calls. because You
1: gotta ask a lot of questions. Yeah, you
0: have to just ask the questions.
1: Super granular. Yep. There are some things I want to talk about that aren't necessarily arguments. It's just definitely things I've noticed, especially after Roe v. Wade being overturned, that make me really question people's motives. So companies have been coming out woke companies have been coming out saying that they're going to pay for their employees abortion expenses for them to like travel to another state that doesn't that has an abortion law that they can use. My question is, why are you paying for your employees to get abortions? Well, because they don't have to take six weeks off of work after an abortion. They can be right back to work. So it's more it's really evil that companies are trying to be nice and say oh we'll pay for your abortion we'll cover your expenses you're gonna cover the expense because it's a lot cheaper for you to pay for them to abort their baby than for them to actually have their baby yeah
0: it's really evil actually it
1: no it's super evil it's really fucked up you don't have to pay for them to have family leave you don't have to help them you know supplement child care you don't have to cover the insurance copay for a child like it's really evil when you think about it yeah for them it's a way that they can save money and have their employee back quicker and back to work
0: yeah they don't care back at the office they don't care about you at all yeah
1: they really don't it looks great for them media wise and marketing wise but when you boil it down like it's really fucking evil um that's another thing so people are donating thousands and millions to planned parenthood to abortion clinics to these underground abortion operations and then people say, "Oh, well you're pro-life, but you don't really give a shit about a baby when they're when they're born. Then you forget about them." Why are you not taking these millions of dollars that you're donating to Planned Parenthood and abortion clinics and donating them to pro-life centers? Those centers give women access to free medical care. So free ultrasounds, free visits, help them with their family planning. Those centers provide women with bottles and baby clothing, teach them classes on how to care for their babies, help them, you know, get on the right path before their child comes into their lives. Like there's pro-life resources are such amazing places for women and men for everyone to get the resources that they actually physically need and
0: it's so positive too
1: yeah it's so positive it's like we're so excited you're welcoming this baby into your life you know what are your concerns i'm really tight on money i don't know if i can afford this and this medical is expensive and they say we're gonna help you we're gonna help supply diapers there's a baby formula shortage right now we're gonna help you combat that we're going to set you up with free ultrasound appointments. You know, we're going to help cover some of your living expenses so that you can take a couple weeks off to be with your baby. There's such amazing resources. Like, there's such amazing places. And, like, you are donating money to kill babies. You could be donating money to babies to have better lives as soon as they get into the world. Right. Like, what the... That's crazy. Well, because
0: they, here's the thing. They don't care about the babies. They don't. Because they don't think they're babies. They care about the convenience <laughs> of not having the baby.
1: I know. It's that's so the thing. stupid. Yeah,
0: it's crazy. It's that's, crazy when you think about it. It's
1: so crazy. It's so crazy, yeah. And Planned Parenthood. Everyone's giving them money. They're giving them money because Planned Parenthood said they, they were going to have to go out of business once all this Roe v. Wade stuff happened. If you say abortion only makes up three percent of your business why do you say as soon as roe v wade gets overturned that you're gonna have to close down resources
0: because because it's not because they're making money hand over fist it's a for-profit deal
1: exactly abortion pays for your clinics yep be honest about it oh who is that abby what's her face she used to be um a Planned Parenthood yeah manager. I
0: completely forgot um in, but she uh,
1: said they had abortion quotas oh yeah, to make sure they were making money 100% so uh, she was
0: a, she was she was a head of an abortion clinic yeah yeah watch uh, the movie unplanned that's what we're talking about yes
1: unplanned and then daily wire has an abortion documentary too I forget what it's called oh choosing death it's a really grim title but those are really good resources and then if you want to learn more about Margaret Sanger and how Planned Parenthood became and just base the Democratic Party not liking black people in general, Candace Owens book Blackout touches on that. She also provides all her resources in the back. So if you want to dive deeper into Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, you have all the resources to do so. I think we stand on a positive note.
0: Yes, let's end on a positive note because it was a dark episode, but it's stuff you guys needed to know.
1: It is dark. There are plenty of pro-life facilities that would love to have donations. So I'd love to have volunteers that need help. A lot of them have been burnt down and bombed the past couple of weeks. So if you can donate, you should really look into donating to pro-life centers. And there are 2 million couples in the U.S. right now that are looking to adopt babies.
0: Two million couples. Yeah. That's four million people.
1: Yeah. They're looking to adopt. Yeah. So there's plenty of people here's that the, would here's the thing. love to have Even, a child. Let's
0: say we completely remove all abortions that happen, right? You you cut out 98% of abortions that happen yeah. across the United States. Mm-hmm. That's almost a million babies, right?
1: Yeah. That's
0: half of the couples that are looking to adopt. Yeah. Half. Yeah. Just let that sink in.
1: hmm There's also Alex Clark. She's a great resource. She's from Poplitics. It's Alex Clark on Instagram. She has a great video on Living America post Roe v. Wade. She brings up a really important fact that a lot of pro-choice people will say, well, the adoption system sucks. The foster system sucks. This is now our opportunity to pour our money and our time and our resources into improving the foster care system, into improving adoption systems, donating them the money, volunteering time to build be better, improve those systems.
0: Completely, one hundred percent agree.
1: Yeah. So help people out.
0: Yeah. Positive outlook versus the negative outlook.
1: Exactly. Saving babies.
0: Accountability versus no accountability. Yeah. <laughs> So, what did you guys think of the abortion debate guide? We did okay. I feel like that we probably missed a lot of the arguments, but we at get least so it gets fired you fired up. We do get very fired <laughs> up, and hopefully, it helped at least a little bit um, solidify some of the things that you were thinking about. And now, when you talk to people, try to remain calm and give them the facts. Because if you think these things through logically, you're pretty much going to come with a pro-life stance.
1: Yes. Uh, We also want to see on social media what your guys is, how you came to your beliefs, like were you like me, where you're pro-choice until you really started to think about it, were you like Corey and it didn't matter. We'd love to hear your opinions. Yeah. As a reminder, we have bi-weekly show uploads on Wednesdays. The next one is season three, episode 15 on July 20th. That will be our monthly scoop as always. I feel like we'll have some interesting stories.
0: Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Strive Nation Podcast with your hosts Corey Estreen and Taylor Huff.
1: Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at Strive Nation Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.
0: Join us for our next episode in two weeks, and remember, when the world is upside down, Strive Nation is right side up for you guys. Have a good one.